you know, when we think about oil in Scripture, I want to talk about oil today. When we think about oil in Scripture, oil always is symbolic, or pretty much always, not, not in every case, but, but in Scripture when you're reading, and know this if you're new to, the, new to the Bible, oil pretty much always symbolizes the Holy, Holy Spirit, or if, as the authorized King James Version says, the Holy Ghost. So when you think about oil and Scripture, oil usually almost always is symbolic or representative of the Holy Ghost. And I think that's important for us to important for us to know. Jesus, the King of Kings. Because here's the thing, when you, when you think about oil, when you think about anointing or the anointing, you, 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 will, you go through the Old Testament, you'll, you'll see that the oil was used in the anointing of prophets, priests, and kings. Oil was used in, in their anointing. Jesus, the King of Kings, at the beginning of his ministry, said, reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, he said in Luke 4 verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. Acts 10 verse 38 says this, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. In fact, the, the very name Christ when we talk about Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, are you the Christ? The, the name Christ means anointed one or the anointed one. So again, I, I want to make the point that oil in Scripture is often symbolic and representative of the Holy Ghost. In Bible times, the oil of the Olive was used in many areas of everyday life, just as it is today. I, I think maybe someone would have used olive oil last night to cook with. But in Bible times, olive oil had many, many different uses. And one of its main uses was to light the lamp. It was the fuel for the flame. And uh, lamps to light, of course, many areas of life. Lamps to light the tabernacle, lamps to light the path ahead, home, lamps to light homes and, and cities. In fact, wherever light was needed, wherever light was needed, oil was required. Wherever light was needed, oil was required. It was the fuel for the flame. We've begun 2022 uh, this year speaking a lot about, if you haven't picked it up already, a lot about wisdom. We've seen that Scripture has a lot to say about wisdom. In fact, Scripture has a lot to say about the way of the wise, comparing the way of the wise to the way of the, the fool. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus told the parable of the wise and foolish Virgins, it says this in Matthew 25, verse 1 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took, listen, no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. 
But at midnight, everybody say midnight. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. Now this parable is written around the context of it. The chapters surrounding it are about no one knows the day or the hour of Christ's return. That's the that's the context of what this is. It's sort of end times. It's sort of the part where Jesus is speaking about the end times. And so there's many things that are important in this parable that could be pulled out from that. But I'm, I'm just wanting to, I guess, speak about one thing today. I want you to notice that in this parable that I've just read out, but I want you to notice that the main difference, the main distinction between those who were called wise and those who were called foolish, the main distinction was the amount of oil they carried. See, when the oil runs out, the lamp won't light. And Jesus said of us, Jesus said of really those who are following him in his sermon on the mount, he said, you are the light. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus said you are a light. In fact, he said you're like a lamp. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But understand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What do lamps do? Lamps light dark places. That's what lamps do. They light dark places. And Jesus is saying, you're to be like that. We're to be like that. So you've got to understand the lamp of your life is not just for you. It's not just so you can feel better. and we, We've got to understand that. And that's what I, I want to say in these days of, of, that we're, we're living in. Remember, your lamp is not just about your survival. It's not just, you're to be a lamp for all and a light for all in the house. Let your light shine before others. See, lamps light dark places. And our lamps should give light to all who come near. The great Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, he was known as a very, uh, uh, his writings are phenomenal. But he said this, he said, the Bible is not the light of the world. It is the light of the church. But the world does not read the Bible. The world reads Christians. In other words, the world reads you. The world reads your, your life. You are the light of the world. But again, if our oil runs out, if your oil runs out, 
our lamp, your lamp, won't light. And so what am I saying here? I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, because we don't want to be fools. Can I hear an amen uh, online? Yes, I can hear that amen. And so we don't want to be fools. We want to be numbered among the wise. And so what do the wise do? The wise always make sure that they have sufficient oil for midnight. Do you? See, as believers, my brothers and sisters, to, to, to the flock, I'm speaking as a pastor, I'm speaking as a shepherd, to the flock under my care, I care about the state of your soul and where you're, where you're at. I just want to say, and I think it's important to say, that in this season we are all in and we are in it together. I think it is important that you ensure that you have sufficient oil in your flask, that you have sufficient oil in your lamp, lest you so as not to burn out, but rather burn on. See, see I pray that's your, I want to burn on, I don't want to burn out. There's too many flames being extinguished. There are too many uh, uh, lives that are going, I've got nothing left. I, I want to tell you, we, we, we need to fuel the flame. We need to make sure our flask, because if we're to be numbered among the wise, we need to take care of not just our lamp, but also our flask. That we would burn on and not burn out. That's what oil does. That's what the Holy Ghost does oil allows the lamp to burn on rather than burn out? Give me oil in my lamp, keep it burning. You know the song. I'm not going to sing it. But oil allows some of you going, oh, please, no, sing it. No. Oil allows what is the wick to burn on rather than burn up or burn out. See, you can light a wick. You, it, it, it will burn, but only for a, for a time. Without oil, it will burn up and burn out very, very quickly. In fact, that's how, uh, when you're trying to do life on your own, when you're trying to do life without the grace of God, without the oil of the Holy Ghost, no wonder people burn out. They go, I can't go on. I'm quitting. I can't do it. Why? Because there's no oil in the wick. There's nothing left. And we will burn up and burn out very quickly. See, oil allows what is the wick to burn on rather than burn out. And in in those days, in Bible, Bible times, when we think about wicks, they were made of a, of a linen cloth, a wrapped tight linen cloth that was dipped into the oil. And as long as the oil, and you, you would understand this when you're burning candles, as long as the oil soaked the cloth, as long as the oil soaked the cloth wick, it burned on rather than burned out. It burned on rather than burned up. And so I'm just saying, if you're trying to maintain the flame without, if you're trying to do this Christian life without the oil, if you're trying to maintain your flame without the oil of God being immersed in it, it could be trouble. 
If you're trying to maintain the flame without being immersed in the oil, your cloth will burn up. Your cloth will burn out. And as a pastor, as a concerned pastor, I'm just saying today, the oil of the Holy Ghost is the fuel for the flame, nothing else. It's the fuel for the flame. The light is the word, you've got to understand, but the, the, the fuel is the Holy Ghost. The oil is the Holy Ghost. And my desire is that you would burn on, not burn out. And can I just say here, sometimes we, we, we need balance. Some of the lamps, I, I, when I was reading up, it was interesting because there were some lamps that had like five little portions where, which were all burning. But the, in Israel, they stopped using those kind of lamps. Why? Because they would burn up the oil too fast. And some of us are burning. We've got, we got things going on everywhere. Maybe this is a season to pull back on all, all that and concentrate and get your flame sorted. Get it sustainable. The oil of the Holy Ghost is the fuel for the flame that you and I need if we're to keep the light shining. If you want to burn on rather than burn out, we need, you need the lamp of your light to be filled afresh, not 22 years ago. You need your lamp to be filled afresh with the oil of the Holy Ghost daily, daily. You can't survive on yesterday's oil, my friend. And so when you look and you think about the wise in that parable, what did the wise do? The, the, the wise prepared and carried extra. The wise prepared and carried extra. In the midnight hour, they were ready. When midnight came, they were ready. They prepared and carried extra. Listen, I think some of us, if, if we're spending three minutes a day in the presence of God going, oh, give me some oil, friends, I want to tell you, you need to get more, more prepared. It's, it's time to move away from I just have got enough to survive to like I've got to realize I've got to prepare for midnight. It may be the daytime now. It may be the daylight hour, and that's when you get ready. You get ready in the daylight hour because you understand if you're wise, midnight is coming. And so you're going to prepare and you're going to pour, and you're going to get that oil ready for midnight will come. So the wise prepared and carried extra. And it tells us that, <laughs> that when midnight came, it says the foolish asked, could we borrow your oil? They spoke to the wise and they said, could we borrow your oil? Can I just say this? Please hear me, hear my heart. I'm trying to help you today. You can't expect to do this Christian life with someone else's oil. You need to get your own. You can't rely on another supply. You shouldn't rely on another supply. You need to buy your own. Why does it say buy? Because it's valuable. You need to understand there's a, there's a, there's a price being paid. There's a there's, there's, this is value. Get your, own, get your own oil. In other words, you can't survive. All I'm saying is you can't survive on another's anointing. You can't rely on the preacher's supply. You can't rely on some podcast or some, 
some other things. You need to get fresh oil of your own. You need to get that oil for you. You need to fill your flask for midnight's coming. The preacher's preaching. You need to buy your own. You need to get your own. Because listen, listen, to keep your lamp burning and your light shining, you must constantly be putting fresh fuel for your flame. And without the Holy Ghost, without the oil of the Holy Ghost in our lives, what are we? We're just a wick. We're just a wick. We're just cloth. And really, that's the state of our life. If we look at that as the state of our life, that's what, what we are. We're, we, 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 we have nothing to offer God. Who, who are we? What is man that you're mindful of him? Who, what can we bring to him? What can we bring to him and say, look, no, we're just a wick. And if we're not careful, we can be burned up just like that. That's why we need the oil. That's why we need the oil of the Holy Ghost working and functioning deeply in our lives. And so I'm just saying here today, don't neglect the oil. Don't neglect the Holy Ghost and power. If you're to burn on and not burn out, I'm just saying to you, the wick of your life needs to be immersed in, soaked through, saturated by the Holy Ghost. So fill your flask. Fill your flask in the light of day that you may have enough oil for midnight, that your light will continue to shine in the dark. And remember, in the Old Testament, it was a, a priestly task. It was a priestly task to maintain the lamps in the tabernacle. We talked about this last year, and we talked about the fire of God. They could never let it go out. The fire could never go out. It was a priestly job to maintain the fire. It was also a priestly job to maintain the lamps in the tabernacle, the lamp in the tabernacle, the lamps of the tabernacle. It was a priestly job to maintain it. Exodus 27, verse 20 says, command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel. It must be observed from generation to generation. It was a priestly task to maintain the lights. You say, what has that got to do with me? I want to remind you here today. Number one, you are priests. You are priests. Understand who you are in Christ. Don't worry what the world's saying. Don't worry what other people say you are. Don't worry what that friend at work says. You are a priest. First Peter 2, verse 9, it says, but you are a chosen people. If you're here going, well, I don't know if God's called me. I don't know. Listen, you didn't choose him. He chose you. You are a chosen people. And not only are you a chosen people, if you're a follower of Christ, it tells us you are a royal priesthood a holy nation, God's special possession. Why? That you may declare, this is why I'm saying it's not just for you, this lamp, that you may declare the praises of him who calls so you can let people know about this glorious gospel, life-saving, bondage-breaking gospel is available to them, that you can let your light shine, that they can shine in 
the darkness. You're to, you're, to, you're to bring out his wonderful light. So I'm reminding you today, as it was the priest's job then, it is the priest's jobs now to maintain your lamp. Because listen, you are also the tabernacle. They used to maintain the lamps in the tabernacle. You are God's temple. You are God's hiding place, if you like. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know? If you don't know it, you will know it now. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Ian Bounds said, the Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through men. He flows through you, not through things. Through you. Would you stand? If you're at home, why not just stand where you, where you are? Because maybe today you're just going, well, and maybe the keyboard, yep. Yeah. Maybe you're going, man, my lamp's gone dim. I, I don't know the state of your lamp. I don't know whether you're, Numbered among the wise, or your, your, your lamps run out. It's, it's like for some of you, you, maybe your lamp's overflowing. It's your flask is full, but maybe for others, it's like it's three quarters, another half. Maybe some of you just literally on the dregs of the bottom. And you're going, I, I, I need this lamp lit. Maybe for some, it's just gone out. And you're going, I need this lamp. Lamp lit. Listen what it says in Psalm 18, verse 28. Speaking of God, it says, For it is you, speaking of God, it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. Friend, I want to tell you, if your lamp has gone out, if it's gone dim, I want to tell you, God, God's about to light that flame again in Jesus' name. He's, he's about to like that. If you, and again, I, I'm just saying, if your flask has run dry, if it's empty, I want to take a moment and just say, because maybe we haven't maintaining it, been maintaining it. Because I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm going to pray for a fresh filling today, but you need to maintain it tomorrow. You need, you, you know, be, and where do you maintain it? You maintain it in the light of day. For midnight's coming. So maintain it in the day where things are good. Don't, don't don't go for just enough. Go for more than enough. I need, I need my lamp and my flask to be full. I need it to be overflowing. I need, when I'm putting the cap on that flask, my hands are getting, oil, they're getting covered in oil because it's full. And so maybe you need a fresh infilling today. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes. Put your hands out. If you're going, man, pastor, I need a fresh filling. Maybe you're watching online. You just put your hands out. So great, wherever you're joining us from in the world, so great you can be here. And I know the same Holy Ghost who is here is right there with you right now. And as He's touching people here, He can touch you right where you are. And if you're feeling like you need your lamp to be lit, to be fueled afresh, we come to you today. We come to you today. We're just a wick. We're just cloth. We're... We have nothing to offer. Apart from the fact that we, we're prepared here today to be soaked in your oil. We're prepared here today 
to let your oil soak every part of us. Outside in, inside out. Fill us with your oil. Fill the lamp of our life. Fill the flask of our life with more than enough. Father, we want to be a light to a hurting world. We want to be a flame that provides, provides light to others, to all in the house. And so God, I pray, you know the state of each one's flask today. You know the state of each one's lamp. You know, Father God, people's needs. And I, I wanna, even as just as you're pouring out this rain that we can hear above us, we pray that you would pour your oil into every flask right now. You would pour it out, pour it out. We need your oil for this season and for these days. We need it for every day. And so Holy Ghost, I ask you, I knock, I seek, I ask you, pour out your Holy Ghost to those on the left. Pour out your Holy Ghost to those on my right. Pour out your Holy Ghost to those in the center. Pour out your Holy Ghost to those online. Just fill our flask, fill our lamp and light it afresh, we pray. Give us oil in our lamp, keep it burning. Give us oil in our lamp, we pray. We need it. God, give us the strength to maintain it, the will to maintain it. As we understand our priestly roles, as we understand that we are the tabernacle, we are that place where your temple, where you by your Holy Spirit reside. Fresh oil, we pray. Fresh oil, we pray. Fresh oil, we pray. Just let him fill your cup for a moment. Stop trying to do it on your own strength. Just allow the oil to soak and work through you. Again, with the, the, the light just burns. No, you don't have to do it. Let the oil come through. Let the oil come through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For it is you who light my lamp, God who lightens my darkness. Light our lamps, fill our cups. And everybody said, Amen. Would you stretch out your hands so I can pronounce a blessing on you, you beautiful people? For those online, maybe you're sitting down, why not stand up? And let me just say this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace.
And everybody said, Amen. Amen.